What's up? It's episode 39 of the Rock Savages podcast today. As usual, we are brought to you by rocksavagepod.com. That's our homepage. You guys can go there, download all of our episodes for free. You can subscribe to our RSS feed if you want. And you can read our vinyl blog and all that nonsense. So... You can also find us on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the handle Rock Savage Pod. And if you guys want to support the podcast, you can scroll to the bottom of rocksavagepod.com. There you will see an Amazon banner. And if you guys are doing any Amazon shopping, click that banner and... Do your shopping through our portal. What that does is uh, gives us a little kickback for anything you guys buy. It costs you guys nothing additional and uh, just gives us a little pocket change. Helps us get down the road to get to these interviews that we have been doing. Sometimes we've got to go out on the road and find these folks and, and talk to them. We will be doing that soon with some uh, national artists all on the books so we'll see how it goes I'm not going to tell you who it is yet but soon enough so if you guys want to do your Amazon shopping through our portal feel free it would really help us out if not that's cool too you can help us out for free by going to iTunes search the Rock Savages podcast and give us a rating and review helps us get higher up on the iTunes charts and helps get this podcast some some more exposure so any help your way would be awesome now before we get started I just got to let you guys a couple dates well several dates I'm playing in August I'm actually uh, filling in with Redwater Tragedy three shows in August August 3rd at the Empire Concert Club in Akron we are doing August 4th the next night in West Salem Check the Redwater Tragedy page for the venues and times. Another Redwater show, August 26th at the Whiskey Warehouse. And that would be in Ohio. So check all that out on their social media sites and uh, get out to one of those shows. It should be a good time. Our only Burn Blue Sky date solidly booked so far is this is a big one this is a good show killer show actually a legendary show this will be August 31st at the Outpost Concert Club Bur- Burn Blue Sky will be with I Hate God the mighty I Hate God co-headlining this show is the legendary Cro-Mags and we are pumped to uh, be alongside our local Band Brothers in Fistula and Goost to support this show. So, tickets are available right now at Ticketfly.com. So, go to Ticketfly and buy your I Hate God tickets for Kent, Ohio on Thursday, August 31st. Man, it should be a kick ass show. We are super pumped. And now that that's all done, today's episode is. Jeff Fall, he's coming back to the podcast, finally. He's a hard guy to nail down sometimes, and he's in my, in, he's, he's in my band, so that, that goes to, uh, to show you how hard he is to capture this guy and get him on the mic, but um, me and Jeff sit down, and we, uh, we get some updates on his three bands, Foul Spirits, they're coming out with a new one, Hate Theory. Also coming out with coming out with a new record, and he's in my band Burn Blue Sky, and we are currently working on new material. So we kind of talk about all of that stuff and a lot more, as you will hear right now, episode thirty-nine of the Rock Savages podcast. Here we go. 
Now you know. Fucking, I got stung by a fucking wasp, motherfucker. Sweet. Why do those fuckers even exist? Dude, I was mowing lawn. Just, I feel this little like little thing on my fucking leg, and then za 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 za. What do wasps do? Do they uh, move pollen around and shit? They probably or do. Do they just sting people and kill other insects? I'm sure they exist on some level to kill uh, kill other in- insects. Ecological balance and whatnot. Whoa! I mean, what the fuck are they killing? Are they kill- They're not killing mosquitoes. And if they, that is their job, they're doing a poor job because there's tons of them. Yeah. Don't wasps kill spiders? Maybe wasps are just bad all around. Yeah, we need fucking spiders. Maybe wasps are like devil. They're the cunts insects. of the world. They're the cunts of the insect world. That's what I'm they're saying. They're satanic insects. Shit, shit fucking hurt. That's all I know. Son of a bitch. I got him though. Smash his fucking head. That's how you deal with a fucking wasp. You know? Fuck it. Usually, especially after they sting you. <laughs> yeah, you just you squash like grape. That's how you deal with fucking cunty wasps. I haven't been stung by a wasp in years. I'm trying I don't to remember think remember when the last time that happened was. I got stung by a yellow jacket like summer before last cleaning up some brush and shit at my house, but that was the first time I'd been stung in quite some time. Still the same fucking thing. I, I'm, I'm I'm equating yellow jackets and wasps. I dumped gasoline down their hole. Set it on fire. I should have lit it. I didn't, though. I figured dumping gasoline down there was probably enough. Yeah, but then they crawl out a couple hours later like, Bitch! And then they're, then they're super jackets. Oh, I did it at night. They were all sleeping. I got them while they were sleeping. It was a perfect terrorist attack. Yeah. yeah. That's how I do that shit. Chemical fucking warfare. Fucking cunts. God. Oh, well. I don't, I don't remember last time I was bit by a fucking wasp. Except the Stung. They bite, man. That happens with the other end. Oh, yeah, you're right. They got swords on their butts. This is a metal conversation. Just listening to that new Blood Clot record. It's pretty fucking cool. I'm not big on, I'm not usually big on hardcore, but man, that shit, it's, pretty, it's fun to listen to. It does sound really cool, what I've heard of it so far. Can't go Very wrong. Very cool. Looking forward to the show. Can't go Looking wrong. forward to being impressed further. Yes. I mean, guys are all veterans. It should be very impressive. They should have their shit together. And like like I said, looking super forward to negative approach. Yeah, you're kind of you're into that hardcore shit a little bit. I'm not like super hardcore guy, and the stuff that's you know called hardcore that I've been into the most, like Integrity, mostly. I don't really consider that like you know. If you go back and listen to, like, Minor Threat, which is probably my favorite, well, it's definitely my favorite of the original, like, American hardcore bands. Yeah. Um, the stuff that's called hardcore nowadays, a lot of the time, is really more metallic. It's, like, metallic hardcore, and some of it's not really hardcore at all. It's I think hardcore's become, like, a fashion thing, and I don't even understand the fashion thing a lot of the times. The basketball jerseys and the hats with the brims turned up, and... All that and the kung fu dancing, you know. I don't. I'm not sure what hardcore is really. So I wouldn't say I'm big into hardcore, but I do love Minor Threat did and Hatebreed, uh, Hatebreed Integrity, who call themselves hardcore. Hatebreed did that to fucking hardcore, didn't they? It was their fault. The fashion and shit. They kind of do that a little bit, don't they? Well, I guess you know. I don't. I don't know. I like I said. I've never really paid much attention to the origins of. That fashion, or any other, for for that matter, I still pretty much dress the exact same way that I was dressing uh, when I went to high school. Yeah, me too. And the entire time that I've been playing music, and no matter what has been fashionable, I've never really been one that's had the time or the uh, concern with following, like, fashion trends. Yeah. You know, it seems ridiculous to me. I've kind of stuck with what's comfortable and what I feel. Some, makes me look good. Some fashion is just <laughs> stupid. The, the skinny jeans, I don't like skinny jeans. I might be the only guy. Yeah, you don't. But <clears throat> so me and you probably are the only guys who don't like skinny jeans these days. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say we're the only. Yeah, I know. But, uh, around, but yeah, I don't. I definitely don't get that. It, it just makes your lower half look really small. Yeah. It makes you look out of proportion. And if you're already skinny, you're just going for a skinnier look than you already are. I would look ridiculous in that or shit. Or it displays that you have no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? No lower center of gravity. You're a pushover with your skinny legs. I can tell I'm getting a little older because I think co- comedians and shit are starting to make fun of people who wear cargo pants. I'm like, I'm, or cargo shorts, rather. 
which we all wear that shit all summer long. I'm like, I, I'm fucking fine with it. Which is totally bizarre to me. You would think in the age of, oh, I gotta have my fucking device because it's got my entire life on it. Yeah. You would think cargo shorts would be the thing. I don't care. You got the pocket for your fucking device. I hope it goes out of style. I mean, shorts are getting shorter now, and I'm not wearing that short shit. Oh yeah, I'm not, I don't. Oh, I'm not doing God. it. Fuck you guys and your fucking. I mean, short to shorts, each man. their own. But <laughs> the short shorts thing, I've just now. I don't. I don't like walking around with dudes. My, my knees hanging out, half my legs hanging out. Yeah. It's cool, and chicks do that. That's awesome. Yeah, the more that's leg, fine. the better. Even show a little bit of the the ass cheek there at the top. But uh, you have no desire to see like a lot of a dude's leg. No, you know, or to show off my legs. They're oh. hairy and pale. Yeah, you know, and no matter how much I work them out, I would never want to show them off. And it's getting popular again for right. guys. And I'm like, okay. Well, well that dude you make I fun saw. Of me all you want. I saw some not crazy it. shit like a m- couple months back. Yes. These ladies I work with were showing me uh, the uh, romp him. Is that what it's called? Uh, and it's like a one. Remember when uh, Kane used to wear onesies? Yeah. And we joked. A- we had a good laugh about it. Imagine if adults. I'll look it up. <laughs> imagine if adults wore like onesies like this and we thought romp that was hilarious. Romp in? Romp him. Romp, romp him. him. Yes. Two and it's words or a one, one oh, piece. Oh, there it is. One piece for dudes. Oh yeah, it's a onesie. It sure for is. Dudes. <laughs> and they're not cheap either. One hundred nineteen bucks. It blows my fucking mind. Like, yeah, dude, right there. I, I don't know. I think this is the. I think this is the. Um, the gender-free society Ooh. that's happening here. Not in my world. I I revolve around basic biological science, so I mean people can do whatever they want. It doesn't bother me at all. But I mean, I mean I gotta say I haven't s- ever seen a dude wearing one of those. Not yet. So that might be like a made-up, you know, <coughs> agit prop kind of thing. We're in flyover <laughs> country. Oh, the dude, there's leather ones. Uh, of course there is. Yes. Zip, zip tight. Studs. Fit. Yeah. That this one's only twenty-three bucks. The leather one is. Man, that's fucking weird. Yeah, I just I couldn't believe it, and all I thought of, like I said, was when we had a good fucking laugh about what if adults wore like onesies. <laughs> and there it <laughs> and is. Here it is. There it is. Okay, I'm cool with that. You can wear your onesie, and you know what? Not gonna make fun of you. Don't make fun of my cargo shorts. And we're cool. Wear whatever the fuck you want. The cargo shorts thing that blows my mind. How you would make fun of that? Yeah, it's starting it to seems creep. So into, simple and awesome. It's starting to creep into you know mainstream culture. It's like, it's why? good that I don't pay attention, really, yeah, like what? 90% of the time. I only know what people, you know, point out to me most of the time, and most of that I forget uh, about as quickly as I yeah. discovered it. I don't ponder it too much, but when I hear yeah. it, I'm like, what? I got no time for I guess, it. I guess that's what everybody's patience. gone through. I guess that's what everybody's gone through. The older they get, the fashion trends change, and it goes out of style a little bit. I'm with you, though. I've never really been into the... The whole style thing. I've been to my style. I like, you know, I like what I like and I wear what I wear. If it goes out of style, nah, probably still going to wear it eventually, you know, or, or all the time. You know, I just know what I like and I know what I don't like. Yeah, and I as far as making it. fun of somebody's style, I just, uh, you know, you know, we kind of bagged on skinny jeans here. But, I mean, that was just being on the subject. But I would, you know, it's it's never something that occurs to me. To be like, look at this. Look <laughs> at this fucking guy. <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. You know, I mean, really, I'm a friend. to each to each his own kind of uh, kind of individual. And you know, I would never think that my opinion is uh, holds any more value uh, to anybody besides me. You know. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Nor should it really. At the end of the day, it's like. Well, oh. you know, I mean, it's the old classic adage about opinions. Yeah. It's Nothing's truer. Right. It is true. That is true. But fuck it. I'm wearing my cargo shorts. Maybe we should do an album cover with cargo shorts on all of us. Even even Chris Williams. I know he doesn't like cargo shorts. It's all good. Come on, Chris. Wear them. Yep. I've been a bad podcaster. We're supposed to release these fucking things every... I mean, the cardinal rules... At least one a week, but... P still doing them with you? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, uh, you know, he's a family man. Right. So I'm just getting right. any, anybody who wants to jump in, jump on in. Got to do what you got to do sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you got a hold of me. I was literally laying on my couch. I've been texting for like the last two hours with with Wally uh, about foul spirits, uh, upcoming stuff. How's that coming along? I'm confused about it. Oh, uh, we're very excited. Uh, lots of lots of irons in the fire. Things are closing in, finally coming to fruition. I know when we talked about it back in like last November. I was like, uh, foul spirits, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) But uh, actually, it's kind of gotten back on track. Ironically, uh, our bass player, Gabe, is moving the first half of August. He's moving to Wyoming. He's going to be a professor at the University of Wyoming. So fucking good for him. He just finished up his doctorate. So, uh, you know, he's successful where he wants to be. But uh, good and we'll, we're, the plan is we'll still continue to work with him as far as uh, the mixing of our records. It's yeah. kind of part of our sound at this All point. Right. And good. But uh, yeah, I mean the jo- a job, a house, a family record is uh, should be should be ready by Blackout Cookout, which is September sixteenth. Now you guys were year. recording. This was this is what confused me. I saw the album cover online, but then I saw pictures of Wally in the studio tracking drums. Are they? That's still because. We tracked drums uh, for a job, a house, a family, the one that's about to uh, be finished up completely and should be out by Blackout Cookout. Uh, We tracked those back last January, and for some fucking reason, probably no small small part of the whole problem was Gabe Gabe being busy with uh, his doctorate and whatnot, um because he handles all the recording and it's it's all free so you can't really fucking complain about any of it and he's passionate about what he does it always comes out sounding good but those were tracked in January of 16 mm. and it took like a year here it is a year and a half later and we're just now finishing up that record so as we were finishing that one up we have an EP already ready to go so we just tracked drums for that at the beginning of this month Jesus so hopefully Beginning of next year, we'll be busting that out. But we've also got a... That's a uh, good schedule. I'm jealous. <laughs> we got a uh, split with a band called Brutaler from North Dakota That's uh, we're closing in on getting done, probably be done by this fall. And uh, we got some other things we're doing, but it's uh, it's going to be nice, dude. We haven't played. By the time we played Blackout Cookout, it will have been uh, over five months since we played, which is essentially a long time for us. Yeah, and uh, it'll be cool to have some stuff. You know, we've gone like most of the last five years without giving a shit or having anything. So we're kind of we've kind of changed philosophy. Um, Good, and we're looking toward that. But I've been texting a lot of the day with Wally about that. We're excited about stuff. Got David Wilson working on a video for us, an animated video, which should be pretty fucking uh, cool. That's amazing. Crazy. Dave Wilson's the shit. Yeah. We pump that guy as much as possible. He does all the Burn Blue Sky work and the artwork and uh, Foul Spirits. Do we got a lot videos. of good people helping us with the stuff we're 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 getting getting done right now. You know, aside David yeah, Wilson, dude. not the least of which. Uh, but we got a lot of other friends that have been helping us out with some stuff too. So yeah, both it's really bands, cool. Burn Blue Sky and Foul Spirits. I mean, I feel pretty lucky to have so many talented people around us to fucking help us make it. Even better, you know, outside of the music realm and the, you know, well, yes, artistic I mean, it's, side. It's still the, the people from that scene that was so great when you went out to shows at one time. Uh, there's still a lot of talent still hanging around and doing things, even though the, the live scene has changed so dramatically. Absolutely. It has. That's just a sign of the times. I kind of went on a rant on Facebook through the well through my page and the the podcast page there was an article about how rock and roll is kind of you know it's the least popular it's ever been fucking couldn't disagree more it's just not in the mainstream who fucking cares i don't even want it in the mainstream anymore i like it where it is it'd be great if a band that we love whoever you know we'll say fucking down or Rival Sons or who the fuck ever was filling stadiums. That's never been the reality. This is where rock and roll, I think, belongs in the smaller venues, not famous. Hi, Kelly. Hi. How are you? How are you? 
Long day. Good for you. You earned it. Me too. <laughs> that was my lady. Maybe well, she'll, maybe she'll grab a mic. But you know, going back to that, I it's was a like, whole thing. Be careful what you wish for, dude. I mean, if that was the case, it wouldn't be the same. You, no, it would burn out quickly. You'd have a bunch of you know people watering it down and whatnot. I mean, the fact that it is something you have to essentially be in the know about and know where to look for, and to have you actually have to search it out or have a network of people that can keep you up to date, up to speed on these things. Um, that's what keeps it cool. If it was just readily available for everybody and it was the end thing, it you know would eventually just you know become lame, like every other kind of music that that uh, that happens to. Yeah, like every kind of movement, you know? you know, like the grunge movement. They got so fucking big and watered down. Yeah, you had like the big four. You had uh, Soundgarden, Chains, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, yeah. and then you had the you and know second waivers like uh, Stone Temple Pilots and Candlebox, and then you had. Third waivers God, like Seven Mary Three, yeah, and, uh, and that's what know, that's how it always goes. And you know, just a slew of bands that I probably don't even remember that had like a hit, like Space Hog or whatever. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that just like uh, totally watered it down. It became indistinguishable, and yeah. then it eventually went to like you know, the whole MMS rock format, which is uh, you know, Nickelback, Shine Down, and a bunch of bands that ended up sounding like that. And I don't even that's know right. what what plays on MMS because I don't list I haven't listened to that for years to be quite honest. Radio's dead. I mean, I have tuned by there. Uh and I mean it all sounds every time I'm on there, it does the singer sounds like the same guy singing every time. And uh and the, the music is, is just uh it's boring to me. Yeah, it's for, it's 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 a, it's a formula. Even the the sounds of the recordings are all exactly the same. But Nobody that, knows who anybody of those any of those people are in those bands. I mean, the the biggest band on MMS, whoever that fucking is, you know, we'll say like Breaking Benjamin or whoever. I don't even know one. Yeah, of those I songs. mean, we're showing how out of touch we are yeah. with naming those bands because those are like yesterday's fucking. They history. probably are. Dude. We don't even know. Yeah, but well, I mean, anytime I, don't know I have been on there, it's always like the same song playing, man. Probably not literally the same song, but you know what I'm saying. The same 10, for sure. That is literal. And, you know, anywhere else on the radio where there's rock, this is how unoriginal and unnew uh, the mainstream rock scene is. Uh, they're still playing, like, the real thing by Faith No More. Yeah. Daily. As I'm like, should. well, yeah, that was, uh, that was a really cool song when it came out, and it was obviously a mega hit, but Jesus, 20 years later. It's classic rock now. 20 years later, but you're still playing it all the time. And the same, the same Zeppelin and Aerosmith and Rush songs that you, if you were listening to the radio 20 fucking years ago, you're going to hear those same, it's amazing to me how the format ha is completely unchanged. It's yeah, completely it's unchanged on like radios that play like the classic quote unquote classic rock deal. It's weird to me. How it can just never, and there's people, apparently there's enough of an audience to keep that going, to keep advertisers buying that space uh, for them to feel secure and never, ever, ever, ever changing that format. Yeah. You know what they should start <laughs> really doing? Really weird. They should start doing is is putting a spotlight on the bands around those bands, all those classic bands that influence them. That's what I've been doing a lot personally is like going back. We've heard all the classic rock, you know, the classic hits, you know, a billion times. So what I've been doing is going back and seeing who influenced them. I've been getting into some of those bands, and that's that's cool, and that's fun too. But it's like... Or even, you know, album cuts by these bands. They play it like album tracks. cuts by... Uh, Zeppelin, which I'm sure, you know, about half of Zeppelin's catalog has been played on the radio. So there's not a lot that hasn't been played on the radio. But it, like bands like probably. Rush, the other ones I named, there's so many album cuts that you could play on the radio. You know, the, the, these are classic big heavyweights. Play some of their other music, man. Yeah. It's the literally, it's, uh, it's when the levee breaks... Um, whole lot of love. Fly by night, <laughs> and sweet emotion. Yeah, and the real thing by Faith No More. Play Last Child by Aerosmith. That song is superior to Sweet Emotion. Well, Last Child, I've heard a bunch when I worked. Uh, when I worked, get your wings, dude. Nobody plays any tracks off that. When I worked in the speaker box factory, uh, I did hear Last Child quite a bit. 
um, when I was cutting wood. That was one of the ones. On the radio? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, on uh, 98.5, I don't think I've ever heard that. Shit. Last Child and Sweet Emotion and, uh, you know, uh, oh, God. Uh, you know, sometimes you'd hear Big Ten Inch record. Yeah. They need to go back to that. But, you know, like getting back to my point about the whole rock and roll's dead thing, it's not. But, you know, back to my rant, I was like, well, as far as independent bands go, and it's good to hear that Foul Spirits is like actually engaging, you know, and actually wanting to get product. Yeah, we got there. to. It, it's it takes yeah, everybody it takes does. so much, you know. If we were just a cover band, um, or if you guys put the so much music effort into was, it, was you know? yes, that's the thing. There's so much effort that goes into writing the damn songs, Recording. and we don't make it easy on ourselves. So the fact that we were just doing this, I mean, I'm almost 40 years old, and I began to wonder what the purpose was of just hanging out with these dudes in my basement once a week and, lifting and making this shit. complex song uh, to record it, give it away on the internet, and go play shows that, you know, essentially most of the people we play in front of, no matter how cool they think we are, are going to forget in two weeks because they took nothing away from it to remember us by. Yeah, that's re- really important. I mean, you have to do that. I mean, any, that that's what annoys me the most. It's like the whole conversation is, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again because, you know, we, we keep seeing these articles on rock is dead. It fu- it's dead because musicians are fucking terrible at promoting themselves. They think it's like some kind of evil shit, you know. It's like not, they're above it or something. It's like, no, nobody else is going to do it unless you do it. Well, I think a lot of it is, too. I mean, it's the double-edged sword of the Internet. The Internet has essentially created a situation where the good bands are literally uh, one part per million, one part (laughs) per billion, swimming in a sea of horrible shit. Yes. And all this horrible shit, as well as the good shit, is free. So getting people that are like swimming swimming in the stream to uh stop and check out your shit and you know put any thought or give any uh put any energy into actually checking it out is it becomes harder because there's so much free shit that people are inundated with. It's information overload. Yeah. And yep. too much data, you know. It's it's become a uh, it's become devalued. It's devalued the sense. whole experience. But you know, you know what I think you got to do is cultivate your squad. That you know the the if you got if you got twenty people who really give a fuck, then engage with them online. Ask them like, please share this. We've done it, and uh, we did it on our last release. I mean, uh, you know, we would, all the posts we'd be like, please share and retweet, dude. Fifty people shared it, and you know we get like. 15,000 people see the post, see, and then th- that starts to pick up steam. That's when people actually go to the iTunes and go to the CD Baby and buy at least a song, you know, or the record. I mean... But there's so... See, but what I'm saying, though, is there's so many of those posts that people see. And so, I mean, th- by the time if they see your post at the beginning of their, you know, trolling session or whatever you want to call it... Yeah. Um, if they see it at the beginning, by the time they get to the end, you know, it's 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 out of mind, out of sight, out of mind, and you know, because it was just another it was another thing that they saw. You know, there's information overload that is going A on bit. with the whole social media thing nowadays, man. It's insane. I mean, I don't really I don't participate at all. And just a disclaimer I'm not claiming that any that my band or you know any of them is one of the one part per billionth the good shit in the sea of horrible shit. I'm just saying there's good shit out there still, but there's so much just awful shit that people can record in their basement themselves and put out there. Uh, you know, it's any any man's voice can be heard, and you know that's good. That's good. Open forum is good, and you know you have a, you have a right. If you have the ability to be heard, you have a right to be heard, uh, or you know uh, to to put your shit out there. You don't have a right to be listened to. But uh, well, to a point, maybe it is good that a lot of musicians musicians in quotes the sh- the the swill the shit all the shit out there. Also, if they're horrible at making music, they are horrible at promoting promoting themselves. 
and maybe that's good. So I guess the point is to what get fine though to is get the, the good guys, get the good guys to get on the like promotion train. A lot of the ones that are really good at promoting themselves are really horrible at actually playing music. That happens too. <laughs> that that is what pisses me off. You know, it's like the good guys don't do it, unbelievably, but the bad guys do. The, what you got there? Some Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio. I love Pinot Grigio. Mm, Delicious. It is good. Very More of a Merlot guy myself, but Pinot Grigio is. Jeff tasty. Ball's a Merlot guy. Mm. I love uh, dry, dry red. It's it's weird, but like with most things, um, I hated wine when I first had it because it tasted like rotten fruit, and now my favorite wine that I have tastes the most like rotten fruit. It's weird. Does it taste like rotten fruit? I never, I never equate. Yeah, it tastes like fermented rotten fruit juice. Well, that's what it is. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I hated it the yeah. first time I had it, <laughs> and then I started drinking sweeter stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." But now I've come back to I totally enjoy the dry, bitey, fermented tasting stuff. Wine's a thing, way man. More. Wine's way big. Oh, red wine buzz is uh, like no other. Yeah, red no wine other. hangover is also yeah. like no other. Yeah, there's that. There's the downside. I love it. Drink water. It's good. Yeah, and I. I, I drink both at the same time now because I'm an old fuck. I drink water and wine. I'm and bad at that. I'm like, if I'm going to drink something, why wouldn't I just drink more wine? That's <laughs> what I did all last weekend when we were in Maryland, man. It was beer and water, beer and water, beer and water. I was uh, beer and whiskey or beer and tequila. A lot of whiskey flowing. Day. A lot of whiskey flowing. Stones of, yeah. Stones of whiskey. I looked stone. forward to that. I went out there to drink whiskey with Stone. I know he prides himself on his whiskey collection, and he likes to drink whiskey, so that's what I went out there for. I was not disappointed. And I don't think Stone was disappointed either. No, he wasn't. It's good times. Yes, it was. It always is good. And uh, the song that we finished was fucking next level. I'm going to have to actually work on that on myself because it's actually way different than anything we've ever done before. Yes, it's thing. very... Uh, very heavy. It's a very yeah. heavy song. Nuanced, very you know, nuanced. I was hoping that we'd go uh, way mellower and quit this heavy metal nonsense. We still can. We can do whatever but we want. But obviously, Stone and Chris aren't inclined to just quit playing metal in Burn Blue Sky. Well, we have four. So I'll put up with it, whatever. We have four fairly heavy new. No, wait, three fairly heavy songs, but then we got one. That's Yeah, it starts out pretty. I call it. Pretty song. Yeah, right but now. it's still, it's still, I'm talking like I want to do more <coughs> Black Paul, yeah. May song type songs. Well, man. I, I was just thinking, and I know Put Stone, you on some tambourine shit, man. You only got to hit shit with sticks. Stone, just play some tambourine. Stone, listen to this. So we're going to put you on fucking. <laughs> some maracas. On blast. The next couple probably have to be a little more mellow, dude. Or Chris. Does Chris write mellow shit? I don't think he does. Nah, Chris uh, hates playing clean guitar. He doesn't have a channel for it, and he just hates writing clean guitar. He he loads the whole thing. So, you know, as far as my vision, as far as that goes, I don't know what I was thinking as far as getting, you know, him involved. He'll come along. If yeah. Stone has a part, he'll... I figured uh, we'd break him down, but, you know, as any as with anything else in Burn Blue Sky, that's probably going to take a long time. Yeah, it'll happen. <laughs> well, Stone will write something, and he's just going to have to come along. I do. Shit. I might have to do some tambourine. By the way, I had mentioned Blackout Cookout, and it's eating away at me. For anybody who listens who doesn't know what Blackout Cookout is, it's an awesome uh, multi-band uh, show experience. It's annual. happening this year. Yeah, it's annual. This is like number eight, I think. Uh, it's at the Outpost in Kent, uh, Ohio. Actually, I think it's you know Brimfield or Kent. It's between Brimfield and Kent. We're just call um, Kent. It's uh, September 16th this year, uh, and it's one charge, and you get all-you-can-eat uh, awesome barbecue, and uh, there's probably going to be, uh, you know, 10, between 10 and 15 bands, I think, usually. Maybe yeah. I'm overshooting. It's two-stage affair, uh, and the bands are always really killer uh, also. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I had mentioned it earlier, but I don't. I said blackout cookout, like it's something that everybody knows about, but well, the well, fact is... Uh, there's probably a lot of people that still don't know, which is a damn shame. Because a lot of effort lot. goes into it, and it's amazing every time. Always a good time. We can get tri-state people to come to this thing. I mean, just come for the you know the camaraderie of it all. It's yeah, it's bands fantastic. from all over the place too. Yeah, I have no idea who's headlining this year. 
I haven't seen. Nothing's been released on that. It I've been looking be forward to seeing. We'll definitely say something about that. Yeah. Also, we, Burn Blue Skies, playing Absolutely. with... Absolutely. I, I Hate, hate God. God. Shit. And Cro-Mags. Shit. At Fish the Outpost, Jula. also, on uh, August 31st. That's so that's going to be killer. I Hate God's first time in Kent, Ohio, which is completely awesome. Didn't they play uh, uh, Mantis back in the day? A hundred years ago? Did I Hate God ever play at the Manus? I have no idea. I want to say yes. No idea. I could be wrong. That's very, I mean, I can imagine them doing that, because, I mean, that was place was a dirty, yeah. dirty, dirty punk rock wasn't, hole. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a venue. It wasn't barely a house. It no, was it was just a punk rock it was, hole. It was like a shack. It was like a squatter place. It had power. Squatters hung out there and sold paintings, I yes. think, and shot up heroin. Did that building? When, like, heroin wasn't trendy. They cut, they, they tear that down, or what? <laughs> You're shaking your head. Is that bad to say? Is that not PC? It is trendy. It's trendy it is to- very trendy. And actually, that's not even the trendy thing anymore. Don't it's give heroin the credit. It's this fentanyl. fentanyl. Yeah. Yes. It's homemade fentanyl, in fact. Great. Just stop it. Don't buy that establishment shit. Get you some killer shit. <laughs> stop doing the fentanyl. Just do. It's pretty sad when Coke is safer than heroin. Now, Coke used to be pretty fucking dangerous. A lot of people were getting the, the pure shit and fucking having hard Dude, time. I don't, you know, I don't even want to get into that. I was listening yeah, to some jerkbag the other day on some radio program, talk radio, talking about, uh, oh, I for, you know, I forget what even the gist of the conversation was. Oh, something about, uh, you know, making pain the fifth vital sign, and that's why doctors are overprescribing and blah, 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 blah. And it occurred to me, you know, it just occurred to me out of the blue, some heinous shit. Uh, I'm always thinking of worst case, heinous shit. And, you know, it's it's the only thing that makes sense in some of these scenarios. Like, uh, you know, how long has uh, the United States government been conducting a war on drugs? A if war on fucking drugs. And the problem is the almost. worst. The problem with people dying of overdoses is the worst it's ever been yeah. in my entire life. Fail. So what war hmm the war on people that's what it is and not that i think uh it's on the government or it should be on the government to solve such a problem it's on people it's on the people but you delegate these kinds of uh taking care of these kinds of problems just to people who get paid to take care of problems what happens when there's no more problems they make problems exactly yeah Mm. yeah they make the problems Mm. up it's a cottage industry well everything they touch just sucks I mean, once. But I've said I'm not going to. Like I said, I don't want to get into that. I've said too much already. That's for another podcast. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get. I want to get. Happen. I want to get more voices in on that. I want to get like P in on that one. Yeah. Get some Paul in there. I remember listening to your guys's uh, discussion about the Trump election and stuff, and I was like, I wish I was at that one. <laughs> that could be endless because it's it's constant outrage. Like people's adrenal glands are fucking freaking out. You know? which is complete nonsense again. Because would you feel safe if the other person had won? Because to me, that's completely ridiculous. I was just listening to uh, Sam Harris and uh, the guy who started the Dilbert comic, uh, Scott Adams. They had a, a chat, and uh, very interesting. There's very interesting and fucking intelligent people actually tearing this stu- kind of stuff down. And uh, people should check that stuff out. Check out check out Scott Adams on Periscope. If you if you want to be more objective about this kind of stuff, I know everybody's kind of been talking more about politics than I can ever remember. I mean, I remember when you were talking about pol- if you talked about politics at all, people equated you to a a uh, conspiracy theorist. If you didn't agree with, you know, the status quo of what was going on. Well, I never understand people that are afraid or like avoid talking politics with their friends. Or what they, I never think of it as talking talking politics. For one, it's I don't just, talk about politicians. I talk about people. To me, it's talking about uh, the world, philosophy, yes, ideals more than anything. And if if people don't have those discussions, how do you, uh, how does the spread of ideas occur? Is that something that's just supposed to be left to social media, where everybody can be a, totally. a tough guy at their computer and shout other people down through their. Uh, through their mighty keyboard. I stopped doing that. Because nobody can, you know... I was a keyboard warrior Keep for calm years. in person. I just can't do it anymore. 
I mean, to me, I love those conversations because every time I have them, I learn more about myself. And your your point of view evolves in some way, man. Yes, your mind expands. Because nobody has, best way I've ever heard it put, uh, I had a lady client and... You did? I, usu- I usually only see her. <laughs> I usually only see her one t- uh, certain time of year because she lives in Italy, and she comes and sees me once a year. Um, now you have to, to do paperwork. Um, but she was here at a different time of year this year because, and I can't came to find out when she came in to see me, her father had died mm. unexpectedly. Inheritance. And so we're sitting there, and I'm like, she's pretty cool. Um, I'm like, so do you want to vent about it? No. So we're sitting there. I'm starting to do the drab paperwork business that we're there for. And, uh, she, you know, I see it and she's starting to like, she's sitting there thinking about it, starting to tear up. So I'm like, I'm going to ask, you ever, uh, you ever think about moving back here permanently? And she's like, no. I'm like, not even with Trump in office, <laughs> because I knew, I know she's, uh, she's anti, anti, I know, just by knowing her for the years that I've known her and talked to her, I know she's anti, anti-Trump. So we had a, a big debate, you know, and at one point it was finally, uh, just print out my paperwork. <laughs> Can we just finish up here? Yeah, yeah. But she said something I will never forget, and I will probably use uh, a million times uh, for the rest of my life in these conversations. Nobody has a monopoly on tr- on the truth. Nobody has a monopoly on the truth. It's fact. Well, especially nobody in the... That's uh, huge, and that's exactly why people should have these conversations, because that's the only way you get around to figuring anything out, is when you have a... When you group forum, and not sitting at your computer where you can be all pig-headed and just... Uh, just bang shut people t- Attempt to shut people down, and if you can't shut people down, you just shut it down and walk away. Since I've stopped talking about this stuff online, people have tagged me in their conversations because they're just ramping up their fucking keyboard warrior fucking mentality. And I'm like, and so I'll get on there, and if there's anything of substance, you know, but I'll look and I'll be like, oh, first two comments, you guys are calling each other names. Conversation's over. I'm out. And that's what I say. I was like, conversation's over because it's not a conversation we start calling each other names. Okay. But it was was totally awesome because... I diverted this chick from crying. She yeah. was about to start weeping and stuff because all this sadness <laughs> going on. I totally like threw that down and took her mind off of it yeah, for yeah. like you know thirty minutes or whatever that we were there together. Yeah, uh, right. And I got that awesome, that that tremendous wording, which is I mean the way I felt for a while, but I never worded it that right. well. Right. And she said that, and that you know that stuck with me. Yeah, essentially nobody knows everything about everything. And when you're talking about complex, very complex conversations, very complex nuanced conversations, which all of these are, but they're never treated that way because it's always a a red and blue or a black and white kind of thing when there's a lot of gray area in which you have to cover. So, and, And nobody, I can't say nobody. It's starting to happen now. I think people are starting to get that nuance and actually want to talk to people about this stuff, but... I think there's people um, that are, online. but I think there's still an overwhelming amount of people that just, that, that are sheep, absolute sheep. Never going to uh, change. The law, uh, there's, there's no real morality because there's no need for morality because we have the law. What's legal is right. What's illegal is wrong. End of story. That's the nuance. End of story. That's the nuance. And when it's say for for instance, for instance, when you're talking about something like, uh, you know, decriminalization of a substance or whatever, all automatically these are the kinds of people who, oh, well then everybody would just be doing that all the time and everything would be a wreck. Like say you decriminalize, stopped uh, chasing drunk drivers. Not that I'm saying you should, but it is a it's a, it's a money game. I've it's argued that grab. point. But uh, it's a setup. But um, say you stop doing that. Their mentality is, well, automatically everybody would be driving around hammered. Because why would anybody exercise common sense and not get hammered and drive a vehicle? I've argued argued to that point. I was like, we should. We should legalize drunk driving. 
that and legalize, decriminalize. Okay, even that would work because, because I told him I was like, what we should do is enforce natural law, and which is the derivative of all law in Western society. Decriminalize it. If somebody kills somebody on the road, then they get arrested for murder and go to jail forever. That does not happen. That's now. my point, man. Yeah. The whole drunk driving thing now that we have now that's in place. They get out in four years. It's completely you know? set up around revenue collection. Yes. It's, it's set up to have it happen and collect revenue off of it. It's not set up to it's not set up to prevent other than the fear of the financial hassle that it would be to get caught. Um you know, there, yeah, there's no know. real it's 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 an it's a shortcut to thinking. It's an opting out of responsibility. It's the replacement of morals with the law of man. Yeah. Um, which, like I said, there's so many people that just on something like that, it's it's black and white. It's black and white, which it can't be that way. Life is more gray area. Do you know how black and white? Do you know how to get somebody to look at you like you're a complete fucking crazy person? Is you tell them decriminalize? Yes, I do because driving. I've gotten that a zillion times. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm not saying that. Just just to be clear, I'm not advocating that at not all. E- I'm not either, and I need um, to do that too. I'm not advocating. But that at for all. It's argument's not a good idea. sake, when you say something like that, the incorrect, the sheep, the sheepish response is, "Well, everybody would be getting hammered and driving around." That is nonsense. Ah, uh, not really, because if you knew you were going to go to jail forever if you hurt somebody or took some or fucked up somebody's property and they took your property away then you wouldn't you know absolutely yeah or maybe you just maybe you just don't want to wreck your own car that could be too you know <laughs> because your car costs money and in that in that situation and the cops would be there to pull people over and be like oh well you're going to jail for the night we're going to let you out the next day and that's essentially kind of how it used yeah, I mean, to be uh, and it, you know once again not the time to figure out how to uh how how to pull that off? Yeah, right. We, That's for another one. The whole uh, decriminalizing drunk driving one that you know, I'm sure just turns us into villains with so many people. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> That's why, like I said, not condoning that at all. Well, I've had conversation. I had a conversation with a lady that's in AA. People that stop listening because we said that uh, aren't going to hear that we're we're not condoning that. By the way. That might have been a misstep. Well, we'll say it again. We're not condoning (laughs) drunk driving or killing anybody by drunk driving. We're actually Uh, not condoning that. We're actually, you know, saying that people who harm others, you know, should pay a price. And they're not doing that now. You can... I I had a buddy that I worked with, like, uh, 15 years ago, and his sister was killed by a drunk driver. She was driving back from Columbus, Ohio. She was going to Ohio State. And a drunk driver got on the expressway, this is at night, got on the expressway going the opposite direction the wrong way with his headlights That's off. a classic move. And he was going 90 miles an hour. She never saw him coming. She, he, he hit her head on, killed her instantly. He said there was nothing left of her. Nothing. She and so he went up for she, involuntary vehicular manslaughter. Some, something to that effect. He's not in jail anymore. He's. I think. I don't know how many years he served. It was a fucking obscene low amount of years. I think it was like four or six years. I don't know. I mean, but the bottom out. line with he's that out. is the education's out there. I, I mean, everybody knows what alcohol does to you. The educate you're educated about that in as a child, you know. And once you have your first few drinks, uh, usually. <laughs> As a child, still, you you become aware that that's that's true. That does happen. It makes you yeah. in it makes you incapable of acting uh, normally it, on a physical level. Um, and the bottom line is, so if you're going to take the take your life as well as everybody else around you and your vicinity's life into your own hands by being a completely reckless individual, then you should be prepared also to pay pay the, uh, the consequences. That's right. Self-responsibility. The same you know, as somebody who would just take a gun and shoot somebody. Same thing. For some reason. Same fucking thing. It should be treated the same. It should be treated the same. I mean, that may not be your intent, but lack of intent does not uh, change the fact that you did what you did and it caused what it caused. Right. See, the, yeah, that's the universal. Know. It's applying. It's applying the law universally. It's applying morality universally. You know, I can't believe we're doing this. We got into this conversation, and it's a good one. We went from talking about bands to talking about drunk driving, 
and personal fucking response. It's another one though that you need like we need like a panel of people. You got another microphone for Kelly? Yeah, she's you want to you want to jump quiet. on this? I'm sure she's got one. something to say. I can put the uh, directionals on. We can really go to town. But it's something that you need like several. We need to have like a several several viewpoint kind of thing on because that's you know how you really articulate this down to the last uh, the last piece. You know, because there's there's things we're we're missing, and you know I'm not saying. Oh yeah, uh, well, of that, course. You know, you know that, that we should not try to control that. But I don't think uh, creating a shortcut to thinking such as preventative uh, measures with the blood alcohol content and all that nonsense and uh, charging people for their classes they got to go to and taking their license and charging them to get their license back and all that stuff. You know what's taking care of drunk Um, driving is Uber and Lyft. That's probably making more of an impact on drunk driving than all of these classes and the, all these fines. And you're and not making people time. better people by just doing their thinking for them. You need to leave the you need to leave the decision making up to people. That's the that to me that's one of the biggest problems with American law is the decision for so many things in your life increasingly is being taken out of your hands. We've already figured that out for you. Just do what we're saying. Do what we say. Do what we've legislated. Is the right uh, right thing to do, and you'll be just fine. You know, a good way to wrap this up, this part of the conversation up, is uh, do what you want. Just don't hurt anybody. Don't hurt any property. Absolutely. And you look around. There's no cops. You want to do it? Fucking do it. Who gives a shit? Rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, yeah. but no right to infringe on another's rights it's, it's, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Don't get in anybody other uh, anybody else. It's complex. Way. It is, dude. I mean, but. Uh, we can't I mean, figure what, out. what a world that would be. Yeah, it'd be a freer world, right? So, you, oh, well, well what here. Are you I was just going to say that coming off of a really shitty day at work, I think personal responsibility comes into the way that you treat others and businesses. And That's I've talked right. about this too, that things need to change from a customer first mentality to a customer is an equal parts the same as the employee they're dealing with. So yeah. if you show disrespect, you're asked to fucking leave. That's right. That's and, how it should and be. And businesses need to get in, in line with that. And that's all I have to say. Who do you work for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree completely. It's a it's a culture of it's a culture of um, entitlement. I mean, when you when you don't go into a business, don't be an asshole. That's basically it. Just don't, don't go out into the world. Don't leave your doorstep. And go out and shit on people. But at the same time, <clears throat> unless they deserve it, as a business, then give it to as them. a business, if you want to make money, these are the things you must put up with. You have to, to approach. Level. This will never change, ever change. This has been the model of uh, selling goods and services since the dawn of time. You must take a the customer's always right tact. You must always look here before you look there. Sometimes the customer is fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot, probably half the time. Well, wrong. But you can never display that kind of mentality because then are you are you attacking the customer? Are you providing a good are you providing a good service, a good product? You always want to look at yourself first. Because that's just the way business works. You're asking them to pay you. They're not asking you to take their money. You're asking them to pay you for something. So, I mean, there's that side of it, too. I mean, I've thought that at work several times. I deal with, you know, that that kind of thing in my business, too. And we have people where I work that take that. I've seen them take that tact. You know, somebody has a problem. Automatically, it's, well, they're They're crazy. Well, did you look at yourself first? What did I do? That has merit. What did I do wrong? And if you can't find anything that you did wrong, well, then you try to uh, gently present that idea to the uh, to the to the customer. But uh, well, she's coming from a perspective of somebody coming in being belligerent right off the bat. Entitled to service at this very second. Well, there's 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 definitely no excuse for going into somewhere and 
immediately treating people like shit. Because if you think you're right. going to get good service when you treat people like shit right off the bat, you, you must be insane. You shouldn't. You should, at that point, no. it should be like... It's a okay, respect issue. Okay, we have we have rules here, and the rules are blank. And if you don't follow these rules, then you can leave. I don't care. I mean, that's, where, that's how it should be. Maybe it'll get that way someday. Who knows? You know? It's an absolute respect issue. Before we close this out, I mean, I have to ask, because I've heard the record... Man, we were listening to it in Maryland last week. And the thing's yeah, new smoked. hate theory, new hate theory the coming soon. Smokes. It's, it's probably, I think it's being mastered now. Stone said he was sending it out uh, Monday for mastering. and So, you know, I mean, however long that takes uh, to get that done and then dis- discs pressed and we've got a show in the works uh, in the fall. Uh, there'll be details on that coming out. I don't want to give the date out at this point. It will be in Ohio, of course. But we are talking about uh, possibly, you know, Possibly a DT uh, on that one too, so that, that'll be fun. That being Dolly fucking uh, yeah, drama. I was gonna let those who those who could figure that out do that. Well, dude, it's been so fully long. name dropping, because that's not even a guaranteed thing. That's just we've mentioned and we've talked with you know guys from DT about such a thing, but it's it's making that whole thing happen. We well, definitely haven't worked that out with the whole the whole party involved, but uh, that would be killer. Well, hey, I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm gonna, I'm talk specifically to the guys in Dolly Trauma, you know, Jeff and Josh and Brad. Hey, and Ted, Ted too. If you uh, guys don't play it, we're I've gonna heard start that Ted's living on the side of a mountain. We're gonna if you guys don't play Ted's this. Gone. If you guys don't play this hate theory show, we're gonna start a band called Dolly Trauma, and uh, play it for you. That's what, uh, it won't be your songs. We're just going to make some shit up as we go. I believe it was Jeff that told me that, that Ted's not not part of the uh, equation at all. They, oh, would have, they would have to have a bass player. Oh, cool. Well, that'll work. We'll find somebody to make that happen. But uh, Sounds awesome, though, dude. We're, we're, I'm looking forward to it for sure. I can't wait till it's out because it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, that's another very exciting thing. Times are very exciting for me right now creatively uh, and the things that yeah the creative creative endeavors that i've been involved in are there's a lot of fruit uh you know there's a lot coming to fruition rather um at this time this fall should be very fun very fun time i'm down starting with august 31st at the fucking outpost burn blue sky with i hate god the crow mags uh fistula and goose also on that fucking show uh, it's gonna should be, be a rager. I'm fucking pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped that you're into any of that. If you don't come out, uh, you must be silly. And our our bros and Fistula, we've been, you know, hanging out with those guys forever. Goose for quite a while. Absolutely, know. man. You know, it's cool. To All have good, them. fun people. Yeah, there are homies. I hate God is amazing. Yes, uh, they are. Just, uh, you know, so influential to me over the years. And, uh, you know, the last two times I've seen them, it's been an absolute blast. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing them, uh, you know, five minutes down the street from my house yeah, at that's, the Outpost. That's, that's awesome. Rad. Good and for Joe. Uh, so, you know, you I'm, know, you folks that, you know, haven't come down to the Outpost when he's had, you know, things like of this nature there before because you wait for the Cleveland date to go on. Uh, get your asses on down there to this one. I'll post this killer, killer yeah. sound. I hate God's gonna fucking rage at that place. And I don't know much about the Chromags, but all the fucking respect in the world, I know who they are and how long they've been around. And uh, you know, yeah, I'm make sure it that's an event. Be fucking killer too. Everybody needs to come out because make it an event. You know, there's hotels right down the road. Just fucking Uber right down to the hotel. <laughs> Fucking, you know, hang out all or night. Or get your designated driver, your fucking Uber on, man. Whatever you got to do. Don't drive drunk, dude. But it's definitely going to be a killer motherfucking show. I'm so pumped. I can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good time. Maybe we'll get Jimmy Bauer to do this podcast with us. Or Mike. Mike Williams, if he's up to it. I know the guy had a, you know, a liver transplant. So. I guess he's pumped about the tour is what uh, my friend was telling me. Uh, he read or whatever. That he should be, Mike man. Williams is saying how pumped he is, and he just wants to get back out there and talk to the fans and stuff, man. He's happy to be able to get back out there, as he should be, Fuck because yeah. after what he went through, um, you know, He's how lucky. many people go through that kind of shit and get back out there? But we are talking about, I hate God. I, there was a time, you know, <laughs> 10, 15 years ago when I wondered how they could possibly 
get away with what they were doing. I know. But it does take its toll. Yes, it does. So he's seen some of that. Everything in moderation. All right, that's cool. I think we're good, man. Hell yeah. Let's wrap it up. All right, later. There it is, me and Jeff Fall shooting the shit. We had a guest speaker with my lady Kelly. She stopped in, threw a, threw a few cents in of her own, which was nice. It's always good to have some additional voices on this little podcast we got going on. Seeing how we had Jeff on the podcast, I think we're going to play the title track from the latest Burn Blue Sky record today. I'm not sure I've ever played this song on the podcast before, so we're going to do it. It's quintessential Jeff Fall singing this shit. And uh, that's what will close us out today. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back real soon with another episode of the Rock Savages podcast. Oh, and by the way, you can get Gods and Moth on iTunes, so if you guys don't have it yet and you dig the song, go buy that thing, man. And, you know, if you don't want to buy it, just give us a rating and review on iTunes. Give your favorite bands rating and reviews on iTunes. It helps get those guys up the charts no matter who it is. If you like it, you know, you don't have to write a book or anything. Just write a a sentence or four words or whatever and give them a five-star review, man. Easy, free way to support independent artists. It's important, it works, and it helps. That said, thank you very much again, and uh, we'll be back real soon. Cheers. Ooh.